Hi, welcome to the Dramatized Podcast. I'm Kelsey Maple. And I'm Lisa Ellis. And today we're talking about the last two episodes, 15 and 16, of At 18. Wow. We've made it, friends. (laughs) Ugh. It's always so emotional when we get to the end. (laughs) I'm not as sad about this one ending. Is that weird? No, I I do get what you mean. I wasn't... I wasn't expecting the ending that happened, but I liked it for the most part. It's like, yeah, I'm, I wasn't left wanting for anything and being like, that's just the end. Oh, I was like, that's the you end. weren't okay. wanting anything. I mean, I was, <laughs> because you know, I'm sure you can guess my opinion on one thing. <laughs> I bet you can, you know, like. But overall, I was I was pretty right about I'm sh- I think I said in an episode before this of one of our episodes that I joked about this show ending like having the ending that you quote unquote like like cheese in the trap and like, like bittersweet yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> see I, I don't remember that right. but I, I bet you did I well yeah that's probably why I'm. Well, you liked it too, so apparently it's apparently true. we both like bittersweet like, endings now. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, why did it have to end like that? But also I'm like, I'm kind of fine with it ending like that. Yeah, and I think for a high school drama, I, I think it works. Because I it do. is, it's almost acknowledging like this is just the very beginning of their lives. And I liked that. Yeah, I agree. Ugh. This, this show was so good. <laughs> Highly recommend. It was so good, except for one thing. <laughs> what thing? Huyang! I did not like that at all. Yeah. Okay, I shouldn't say at all. But it just seemed like there was a very obvious setup for him, and they didn't go with it, and it kind of made me... Like, it made me more upset because it seemed so obvious. What was the obvious setup? Basically, I thought something was going to happen with the abuse and that was going to become more of a thing, but it never became a thing at all. Yeah. It's kind of like he just fell on his sword and that was the end of him. Like, I thought he was going to get more of a, not a redemption arc, but more of a, an acknowledgement of what he was going through. Like, it, it made me empathize with him so much and then it didn't really play off on any of it, pay off on any of it. Yeah. I do, yeah. I think his, like, emotional arc was, like, perfect with him, like, saying sorry to Junu. I like that a lot. But, yeah, like, the last episode, I was kind of like, that's it with Huya? Exactly. Okay, like, it was kind of almost like the show wanted, like, I totally agree, like, he, his emotional arc, yes, and, like, he needed to say sorry, and it was good that he apologized and recognized what he had done wrong. Absolutely. But... There was never a moment where anyone recognized what happened to him. (laughs) I was like, I feel like that was kind of warranted after all that we went through. Yeah. I wish somebody had found out about the abuse. What what was the point of Junu seeing it? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. And like nothing happened to his parents. And I really wanted something to happen to his parents. Yeah. All it was said was that they were being investigated and that was it. So, you know. So sorry yeah. for the having the heavy talk up front, but it's been weighing on me. Okay, here we go. Woo-hoo. Oh wait, we what? forgot to do the thing we always do and talk about what's happening next. Oh, 
I can never, I never remember if we do it at the beginning of the podcast or we do it at the end of the podcast. Um, I don't know that we have a way, but I'm saying we do it at the beginning. <laughs> okay, let's do it at the beginning. <laughs> Keep people tuning in. I... Oh man, <laughs> for love. <laughs> there we go. Next week, we'll be starting with the first two episodes of Startup. Startup, yay! Starting up Startup. It's back to Netflix staying. No, yeah, this is back to Netflix. We left for five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get your $14 worth. It's going up in price. (laughs) Or, you know, you got to get your parents $14 worth. (laughs) Well, or your whomevers, yeah. Who yeah. pays for their own Netflix? Psh, allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, mainly um, we just heard a lot about the love triangle. Apparently it's quite mm-hmm. divisive. And mm-hmm. I just really want to see what our opinions are and if we're divided. So that's the main we reason just, for startup. Yeah, we just want to fight each other yeah. on something. This has been too harmonious, honestly. <laughs> Tired of agreeing. So yeah, we need... Something to divide us again. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm trying to think back. Because, mm, like, rookie historian, we we agreed basically on everything. And then love alarm, again, we, like, agreed on everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which apparently is an unpopular opinion <laughs> about not liking that drama. And then the king... We also agreed. I think I liked Lee Min Ho's character more than you did. I mean, I liked him. It was just Shinji was my guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I was more like <laughs> Lee Min Ho, and you were like Shinji, and I was like, yeah, I can't come between that. I agree. <laughs> oh, thank you. It was out of respect. Well, we all knew Yang was our guy anyway. I mean, what? Oh, <laughs> why yeah. even talk oh, about yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's our number one. No, um, the only time is cheese in the trap, really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I guess it's true. Cheese in the trap. So that's why I'm like, you know what? Mm. Well, and now it's gonna be cheese in the trap part two because it's our boy, Untek. He's one of the. I'm so it's also we're gonna again. be biased. I, I, who's gonna jump ship? That's really the question. Ooh. <laughs> not love Watch, our boy. Watching either of us jump ship. <laughs> yeah, we both just agree. <laughs> this is definitely possible. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it will be cheese in the trap part two. Ooh. Ooh. So be ready for that. But sadly, we have to end this drama first before we can <laughs> transition. <laughs> I know. It's beautiful, wasn't it? So natural. <laughs> Snaps for me. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> episode 15 a way to comfort wounds we get to see the kids again and after they pull apart they just stare at each other for so long god it was awkward oh my gosh let me tell you watching bridgerton all day and then watching this show is like night and day <laughs> it's not like bo- this is boring <laughs> did you Do finish something. bridgerton i have not oh my god i'm woefully behind oh <laughs> <gasps> I've already watched Bridgerton twice. It came out on Christmas, and 
I think I finished it twice before the new year. So like wow. within five days, six days, I'd watched the whole, all the whole season. Do you slut? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, mm, mm, yeah, yeah, like night and day. It was just so yeah because it was like I went immediately from one to the other, and it was just it was very funny. <laughs> like when they're like, oh, we we kissed. <laughs> Yeah, like, mm, no spoilers, because, again, it only came out, like, a week ago. Uh, no, spo- no, no spoilers? <laughs> Boy, there's a lot of soiks. <laughs> then finally, Junu takes Subin's hand, and they continue walking down the stairs. Subin says she'll walk alone, but Junu wants to go with her, too. It's his birthday, and he doesn't want to send her back alone. Which makes Subin smile, and they walk off together. And is no one going to ask where Subin's handler is? <laughs> right? I guess it comes up in like five seconds, but yeah, it does. they didn't notice. It does. Yeah. Idiot lovebirds. <laughs> Outside of Subin's house, they say goodbye and Junu walked her because he didn't want her to get lost? Question mark. Then he says he's sorry about her. She doesn't have to say primal instincts, man. <laughs> she doesn't just don't understand. I always know where True North is. <laughs> where is it? Point to it right now. I don't have a penis. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm woefully inadequate. <laughs> My brain automatically went. It sticks up at points where. <laughs> yeah, no, that's also what I was thinking. But I wasn't going to go there. But I'm glad you did. <laughs> oh, no. Can you hear me? Oh no, oh no, you're frozen. I'm gonna sing you a song in the meantime. Have fun editing Kelsey. The picture froze. Wait, it's coming back. Reconnecting my heart to yours. You messaged me. I need to use Face Eddie. No, your internet cut out. I'm gonna pause. <laughs> Okay, so we've learned that my modem is a misogynist male. Whoa. <laughs> he did not like us talking about penises because it decided to cut me off. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> An interesting <laughs> accusation, but I won't argue. <sighs> so my internet cut out, but we're good now. I hope that we need to title this episode, My Internet is a Misogynist. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> well, whoever whoever uploads. I don't even remember where we I think we were like two seconds in. Let's <laughs> oh, she got lost. That's right. She got lost and you were like, she's a female. She doesn't know where she's going. <laughs> then he says sorry about earlier for saying those things without thinking about her feelings. Subin says, me too. I know how you feel. You're worried that I'll get told off by my mom and whether she knows it or not that you did it to keep your promise junu thanks her for the day it's the best birthday he's had since he was born that's sad it's like bare (laughs) minimum man (laughs) i was like "Ooh, that's kind of real sad like your mom never took you you know you never had a party at the roller rink (laughs) why do we highlight of our childhood i never even had a birthday party at a roller skating rink i don't think i did either but like everybody else did went to like 15 birthday parties there right 
<laughs> I just distinctly remember having a birthday party at the bowling alley. Oh, nice. That was pretty Ooh, fun. That's fancy. That's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. That was for my 16th birthday. Oh. <laughs> Going balls to the wall over here too, man. I had one at the ice skating rink, even though I don't ice skate. <gasps> That's so was... fun. I love ice skating. I, me too. We went one time. Let's go ice skating when this pandemic yeah. ends. I, I'll pull out my little skating dress. <laughs> I'm sure it still fits. <laughs> you have a skating dress? It was dress? for that birthday. I was like, I want a skating dress. <gasps> That's amazing. What? Wait, how old were you when you had this birthday? I want to say it was probably like 11. You will definitely no. still fit in that dress. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's so precious. Oh, wait, yeah, we're going to go ice skating. Woo-hoo. Put it on the list. Subin walks into her house and her mom is home early. Subin points out that her handler wasn't around and Subin's mother says she told the handler to quit. She thought about it and she felt like she was keeping Subin caged and Subin's grades went up too. Subin confesses that today was Junu's birthday. She knows she made a promise to her mom and she shouldn't have broken it, but she really wanted to celebrate his birthday for him. So Subin went over to his house. She didn't go alone. The gang went with her. (laughs) She's sorry. Her mother says, you knew you shouldn't break your promise, so why did you? Subin did because she likes Junu. From now on, she'll keep her promise. Subin will go to the academy that her mother found, and just like her mother wants, dot dot dot, no, Subin will figure it out herself and do better. Subin's mother says that there's a level test that day, and if Subin doesn't want to take it, then she shouldn't. Subin says she'll take it. Subin goes to get ready for it. When her mother takes Subin's phone out of her desk as well and tells Subin to take it because it must be inconvenient. <laughs> the confidence. <laughs> I, had to, I had to rewrite that sentence in my head because it's just Subin's phone. She takes Subin's phone out of her desk as boyfriend tells Subin. As boyfriend <laughs> tells Subin. <laughs> then we get a memory of that day from Subin's mother's perspective and Subin's mother is on the phone with Junu's mom and Junu's mom is asking why Subin's mom has not been responding to her and that she's on her way to Seoul so she made some side dishes for Subin's mom. Subin's mom tells her never mind the side dishes and she says she's busy so she has to hang up and Junu's mom says that it's Junu's birthday that's why she stopped by but she understands. Subin's mom walks up when the gang is celebrating and Subin's handler is there. And it's like, ah, we see she got fired <laughs> for letting Subin do what she wants. I know. I, I didn't think about, about this whole, I thought. Yeah, it's like a sad consequence. This woman had a job for like three days. <laughs> yeah. And she already got fired. Mm, man. Not good. She has her looks she- though, so. <laughs> she has privilege. Back in the present, Subin's mom texts Junu's mom that they should meet for a second. Junu goes to an art academy that Mr. O sent him to. While he's drawing, the teacher asks if Junu has studied drawing before. No, he was just born with it. <laughs> it's Maybelline. It's Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher is impressed with Junu's talent. Has Junu always liked to draw? Yes, it always made him feel calm and happy. That's good, but the entrance exam isn't easy. 
Junu is a little late getting started, so he'll have to work harder. But should they start from today? And Junu says yes. And I'm very happy Mr. O was able to find an art academy after he lied, blatantly <laughs> lied to Junu. Doesn't Junu matter, doesn't matter. About knowing somebody from the army. It all worked uh, out. Mr. O's lucky. <laughs> no, it's skill. It's all his good karma paying off. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> the moms are out, and Subin's mom asks, well, m- more states, <laughs> that Junu's mom knew that Junu and Subin were dating. Can Subin's mother make a request? Couldn't Junu transfer to where his mother is? I hate that that actually happens. Right? And Junu does it himself. You hate whenever Subin's <gasps> mom wins. <laughs> yes. Subin's mother doesn't think Subin and Junu should be in Seoul together. She thought about making Subin transfer, but Subin's mother can't do that because of her job. But Junu, being with his mother, might be better. Subin's mother admits that she knows how selfish she's being, and she's really sorry. But this is as good as she can be when it comes to her own child. Subin's mother is too much of a coward, isn't she? And she starts to cry. Is it terrible of me that my first thought while watching Subin's mother cry was, I feel like she's doing this on purpose to get her way? No, and I I think that was my first thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to say with her. I I tend to think she's genuine because that's just a more interesting read of her yeah. character, in my opinion. Yeah. But knowing her manipulation tactics, I wouldn't put it past her either. So valid. Yeah. So that was just like a little, little tiny voice in the back <laughs> of my head was, I wonder if she's doing this. Don't believe her. To get her way. Yeah. Hmm. Subin's mother is worried because Subin likes Junu so much. She knows how passionate kids are at that age. Even if they try not to get in too deep, they can't control their feelings. Subin's mother knows Junu takes after his mother and has a very good character, but they need to concentrate on their studies. Doesn't Junu's mother want the same? Junu's mother also starts to cry while Subin's mother says they should separate the kids for now. Subin's mother takes Junu's mom's hand and says sorry again. Junu's mother asks if Subin's mom has met with Junu. She didn't give Junu a scar, did she? Junu's mother stands and says, You're not the only one who's a mom. I'm a mom too. I'm not as capable as you are, but I'm also a mom. I can also do whatever it takes for Junu. If it's for my child's sake, there's nothing I'm afraid of. But I respect Junu's feelings. His feelings, to me, are more precious than anything in this world. Those kinds of things... I don't want to be careless about. And she leaves. That got Just me. round of applause for Junu's mom. Yeah, that made me Ugh. so emotional. The same. Just when she she stood up and was like, do you not think I'm a mom as well? Like, that, I, I just loved that. That it's like, you're sitting here thinking about, like, all these things to sacrifice for Subin's sake and not thinking that, like, I care about my own son. And I would do the same and for I him. Also, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was so so good. good. I just, oh, I gained so much respect for Junu's mom in that moment. I already respected her. I was gonna say, yeah, I was like, it was hard to go up, but yeah, she did. But <laughs> somehow, uh, yeah, the best. She just keeps leveling up, man. At the academy, Junu has to leave for his part-time job, and he believes he can do both. Junu calls Mr. O to let him know he went to the academy and he did well. 
Mr. O is relieved, and Junu should listen to the art teacher well, and all Junu has to do is work hard. Junu thanks Mr. O. In Junu's life, Mr. O has been a very big... Da, da, da. There's, like, hesitation. Uh? Savior. <laughs> and Mr. O gets super flustered. Uh. What does Junu mean? Oh. And Mr. O tells Junu to work hard at his part-time job, and they hang up. Oh. You've been such a big oh. father figure in my life. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Honestly, the best relationship. I agree. Other than that time he helped Junu cheat, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't a highlight for either of them. <laughs> Huyang goes home and sees the newspaper headline saying that his father is being investigated for soliciting grade manipulation. Yeah, I can't believe it's in the newspapers. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Junu runs home to open his present after work. His name and the P's have been stitched, and I was like, into a shirt? Pants? I'm confused. Then I saw, uh, then I saw the art supplies, and I was like, a smock! Imagine having to wear that. You don't like it? Kelsey, I'm, <laughs> let me give you a little monogrammed. In, in, it's like something related to your professional life, monogrammed with your name and some peas. I thought it was cute. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry then. Never mind. I thought it was so embarrassing. This is a thing that we that divides us, Lisa. <laughs> not now. Not monogrammed peas. Monogrammed peas. <laughs> I also usually don't like monogram stuff, but I thought that was very cute. I'm it was cute. I'm I'm a Grinch. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't have to apologize do. for not liking it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Junu. I'm sorry, Subin. The gift also came with art supplies. He then opens Subin's card and it says "Happy Birthday," and this is the first time she felt someone's birthday was so precious. She's thankful that he was born. He's the most precious person to her. She's prepared his present, though. She prepared his present, though. She doesn't know much about art. Even if it's not right, she hopes he'll appreciate the effort. Junu wonders how the present couldn't be great when Subin's the one who gave it to him. Junu's mom then comes home to feed him. They chat about how amazing Mr. O is and Junu says that he's met a lot of good people at this school. Junu then asks his mom if there's something she needs to say to him. She she tries to say no, but he pushes because he's sure there is. She says that Junu grew up well and thanks him for being her son. Oh, so cute. They're so precious. Also, I didn't like the apron, but the note was very cute from Subin. I will say that. Are we opposite on this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is odd. I thought this, I thought this, I, yeah, I thought this note, I liked this note better than the last note she gave. <laughs> it's very funny. I think this is just, don't give Lisa monogrammed things and don't write me letters. <laughs> Which is very funny because you do that to other people. <laughs> I do. I like writing people things all See, the time. See, now I'm like, glad I, I never respond. A sappy... <laughs> I like writing people, like, five-paged, like, sappy letters. So I am stupid, basically. <laughs> I am just stupid. 
So <laughs> give yourself a little more credit. <laughs> <laughs> Subin is up late studying when she wonders if Junu liked his present and she wants to see him. And that's all I said about that scene. The next day, Junu is walking up to the school, and Subin is walking behind him, and she calls to him while he's in the middle of a yawn. Dahin asks Chanyol if she's sorted out her feelings, and yeah, she's over it. What about Dahin? She has too. OJ comes up then, and Dahin explains to Chanyol that they've decided to be best friends, yes. and they're so cute! This is how it was always meant to be. It was. It was. Ah, they're so cute. Junu and Subin are sitting on a bench. <laughs> K-I-S-S-I-N-G. I-N-G. I-N-G. Nothing rhymes with bench. Apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> and Junu thanks Subin for his present. And he also tells her about the academy. And it was very exciting. Subin worries about him having a job and going to the academy. Will he be able to do both? Junu has to. He can do it. Subin went to an academy, too. She also told her mom the truth about his birthday. It went okay, and she told her mom she would work harder. Subin went and took a level test at the academy her mother wanted. Junu pats Subin on the head and tells her she worked hard, and Subin does the same to him. Just the look of disgust on your face. Oh, it's, not, it's because of my headphones. It's not because of the content. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's just very funny. You just mean like, <laughs> I mean both, but disgusting. <laughs> Junu goes in to see Mr. O, and Mr. O wants to talk to him for a second. The Board of Education will come to do an audit over Huyang's case. Mr. O thinks they'll start to investigate the matters over grade manipulation as well as things that have to do with Junu. Mr. O feels like it's going to open Junu's wounds again, so he feels bad, but still they need to correct them wrong and reveal whatever ways Junu has been wronged. To be honest, that's what Mr. O has been the most worried about. I thought that was so sweet that he pulled Junu aside to say that. It's just Mr. O is the best. He really is, because I don't think most people would think about how that could hurt someone rather than just bring them closure. Yeah, I agree. There are whispers as Huyang walks down the halls about what he's doing there, and he'll be kicked out. He gets to his locker, and it's been vandalized and filled with trash. How did they know? <laughs> I thought about that, that too. That he is too. <laughs> oh my god. Who told them? <laughs> Junu goes over to his locker, but again, he can't help but be the best boy, and he starts to pick up the trash that fell out of Huyang's locker. I'm sorry, this was so funny, because during this conversation, Huyang just stands there and watches Junu pick up this trash, and he just stands there, like a statue, just watching. And it's like, Huyang, you're not gonna do nothing? Like, move he does that a lot i think it's because he's empty <laughs> on the inside he is going through it his soul has left his body mm. oh we're gonna get to that oh there's one scene that kills me where you can definitely see that his soul has just left him it's when he's sitting with mr o and he's like handing over his <sighs> we'll get there we'll get just there. keep breathing <laughs> okay <laughs> Huyang says it's fine, but Junu keeps cleaning, because it doesn't look good to have it be messy. 
It's not because of Kyung. When school... It's not because I like you or anything. Even uh. even in these last few episodes, him and Huyang still have so much chemistry together. <laughs> I do. I know, and it's like I always forget about it until they're in a scene together, and then I'm just like, it could have been, it could have been so good. Could have been just enemies to lovers. It would have been so good. Just episode sixteen, Huyang pushing him up against a locker. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm rewriting. I mean it. that scene where Huyang like falls to his knees at the very end, and like that whole thing, and Junu comes back. It could have been. It could have been a scene. You know, could it could have happened? It could have. But, it absolutely could no. have. No. <sighs> Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> when school ends, Junu runs out so he can make it to the academy, and he falls in and out of sleep on the bus. And Junu is just running around everywhere, trying to get places. It really is. The next day in class, Junu falls asleep on OJ's shoulder, and I had to comment that because it was so cute. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> After school, OJ feeds Junu at his dad's restaurant because it seemed like Junu wasn't eating much those days. Then Junu makes it to his job and Mr. O is covering his shift. Mr. O makes it seem like it was all on purpose. I like how just random people can come in and cover your shift. I totally, I thought about this too. It's like Junu has worked less than every other person in his life has worked this job more than he has. Yeah. I said that very strange, but. It's okay. We got it. You understood it. Mr. O and Junu talk and Mr. O asks if Junu could change his part-time job to one closer to the academy. But the boss at the convenience. But the boss at the convenience store asked him to stay until the end of the month. Okay, I know it's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really, it shouldn't have been that funny, but it sounded like you're speaking another language. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Junu thanks Mr. O and apologizes. Mr. O tells Junu to send an SOS in the future if he ever needs anything. Junu rides over to Subin's that night to look at her dark window again to say that he's having a very hard time today. But he feels energized. <laughs> By visiting her. I'm sorry. This scene was so weird to me. He's a weird kid. What is it? Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> he tells her to sleep well, but she's actually outside because she's not asleep yet. I'm Batman. <laughs> Surprise, bitch. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Junu seems tired. Why did he come to her house? He was home and he was bored and he wanted to get some fresh air because the weather was nice. Then suddenly he gets a nosebleed, as one does. It's happening again. <laughs> it's happening. As one does. I feel like we need to do an experiment. We need to like run ourselves ragged and see if our noses ever bleed. Is this just a K-drama thing? Do you remember that one time at work? I like me- I messaged you because I need hand sanitizer because my nose just started randomly bleeding. Oh yeah, sometimes that yeah. happened. Maybe that was your K drama moment and you missed it. You know, I I used to get random nosebleeds a lot. I don't anymore. Me I wonder, too. I don't know what that's about, but apparently white people are more prone to nosebleeds. Oh, I don't remember where I heard this. Please do not quote me on it, but I heard that somewhere. (laughs) You put it in the universe now. (laughs) 
We're so. a couple of white people. Yeah. Just having nosebleeds. <laughs> Junu, what's your excuse? <laughs> He's secretly a white person. <laughs> Junu. <laughs> he already has those white people lips. <laughs> his white people lips. He has Hellenistic features. They said that on Produce one time, and I've never forgotten it. I don't know why. Because <laughs> I thought it was such a funny thing to say. It is. Your features are Hellenistic. Yeah, that's very interesting like, thing to say. Wow. It's like, are you very are you very well educated in Hellenistic bone structure? <laughs> I'm quite curious now. Please tell us more. Oh, yeah. He's the perfect East meets West face. Oh, I just thought he he looks very he looks very like delicate, almost like a bird. No wonder you oh. like him. I was gonna say I never got bird, but, <laughs> but I mean he is very beautiful. Or like like a small mammal. Yeah, I like a little frog. A little cute frog. <laughs> That's an amphibian. <laughs> Not a mammal. <laughs> we can make an I exception just this time. keep trying to make this cute, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Let's make him a frog. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a cute little frog. Or like a little toad. I never got that. I was thinking more of like a... Um... A deer? Something smaller, with smaller features on the face. Uh, um, I was thinking more of like a... A small deer? <laughs> you mean a doe? <laughs> no, that's not. What are baby deer called? Fawns. Fawns? Fawns? <laughs> Fawns? <laughs> Why is it something from New York? <laughs> oh my god. Then we get Jim in cleaning tables when Mr. O arrives and asks if she was disappointed because he wasn't coming. They sit and Mr. O hands her a book on self-introduction and the notebooks about the core summary on the English exam and just so many more books to help her. She wonders why, but Mr. O says that he'll leave now, but Jimin wants to know what all the books are. To be honest, until Jimin opens her heart, Mr. O was just going to stand by and wait. But he doesn't think that's right, no matter how he thinks about it. He thinks it's better to wait while helping. He'll also send her English course material. Jimin tells him that this is burdensome. He tells her not to feel burdened. As someone who likes her, this is the least he should be doing. Whether she dates him or not, she decides, and he leaves. Ugh. We just don't deserve Mr. O. Nobody no. does. Ugh. No. No one does. No does. Junu has toilet paper or tissue stuck up his nose, and he says that she must be thinking that Junu looks cool, even with his nose stuffed. <laughs> uh, give him a tampon. Don't be a coward, Subin. Yeah, I did that one time. It worked great. <laughs> I imagine. Uh, it's because somebody pushed off the bottom of the pool and then, like, smashed her head right into oh. my nose. It's great. And then I, like, walked into my coach while, like, my, my like, head, like, over, like, trying to catch all the blood. And I was like, hey, coach, can you open the locker room? I'm kind of, I kind of have a situation. And she was like, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> uh, if only you didn't have a white person nose, this wouldn't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, a blood force trauma, I think it would still happen. <laughs> you delicate <laughs> Caucasian nose. nose. <laughs> Uh, he takes it out because it's better now. Subin says, it's hard, huh? And Junior says, no. 
She tells him not to say no, and she pats her shoulder so he'll lean his head on it, and then she pats his head. Are you not going to comment on how weird he leaned on her shoulder? I was about to. <laughs> okay, good. Because, like, I, I expected her to comment. Because, like, you do that and you expect someone to lean sideways. He went forehead first. Well, because there was that weird pillar that they decided to have between Subin and Junu. So he kind of had <laughs> oh, to, like, yeah. lean around it and then, like, lean his head on her shoulder. And it's, like, it was so awkward looking. <laughs> it's like, put your head on my shoulder. Have you seen that TikTok? Here I am talking about TikTok. Yes. Where he's like, put your oh. head on my pillowcase, trying to erase. I have not <gasps> seen this. I really like, I want him to release it because I really like what he's done with that song. Anyway, <laughs> he raises his head and asks why she isn't saying anything. She says, say what? I just have to be here with you. Juno asks, Am I doing well? Subin nods and says she's proud of him and that it might be hard now, but once it passes, won't it get better? Junu says it should get better, right? Subin says that the grown-ups say it will get better. She doesn't know either. But when it's hard, it's good to think good thoughts. He'll get into that art college he wants and do what he's dreamed of. He smiles and adds, and you beside me. And she nods. Junu lays back down on her shoulder and says he's happy now too and Subin says me too though she doesn't look very happy she looks <laughs> she looked apprehensive worried I don't know what look was on her face but it wasn't exactly happy Ooh, Subin knows the next day school they're getting their ranks and Huyang is 36th which is not bad it's not and when my kid says it, it made me so mad when who says it? Oh. Like he like looks at his paper and is like, oh, you're 36. And then everybody knows and is whispering about it. It made me so mad. Oh, yeah. That. Mm, fuck that, that kid. kid. <laughs> yeah. Looks like Songhoon might be first. And it turns out that Pilsong ranked in the top 200 at Yee! number 200. Good job, my guy. Romy tells Pilsong to go away and she shouts at him that it's his fault. Looks like Pilsong won't be getting his movie date with Romy. Spoiler alert, he does, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Subin and Junu look at each other's ranks, and Junu went up a lot. Then Junu shows her a flyer that Mr. O gave him for an art competition where the prize is admission as a special talent. Subin has to find her path, but she's still a little lost. Junu tells her it'll turn out well. She'll find her path soon. I wanted to know what their ranks were. I know. I was curious. I was also curious. Like, he went up a lot. Like, where's he at now? Where's Subin? Yeah, Subin. It's been such a thing for her to, do I work hard to please my mom or do I do what I want to do? Yeah. So I'm like, where'd you end up, girl? I agree. Inside, everyone is amazed that Song Hoon is finally first in the class when Huyang walks through. One student says the real genius is finally being recognized and then asks for Huyang's opinion. Songhoon looks uncomfortable when Huyang turns around. He shoos everyone away, saying they all need to study. Songhoon pulls Huyang aside and confesses that it was Songhoon's father that sent the email and reported it. He's sorry that it turned out this way. It wasn't Songhoon's intention to do this. Is Huyang okay? Huyang tells Songhoon to worry about himself. Songhoon laughs and says, As always, this is what makes him Huyang. It's a relief. His strong mentality that never gets crushed. 
Song Hoon will follow his example. Kyung then apologizes for what his parents did to Song Hoon and his father, but Song Hoon and his family received enough compensation for it. Then isn't that enough? Song Hoon is amazed by Kyung's pride, but it's not much fun. Competing together at the top level alongside each other makes it more fun to study. Who is Song Hoon now going to compete with? I don't feel like I ever got a really good read on Song Hoon. No. <laughs> He's an interesting character, yeah. though. It seemed to me like Song Hoon wanted to get justice, but like in his own way. Like he wanted Huyang and his family to like admit to it, but I don't think he wanted like the Board of Education to get involved. Like I think he just wanted them to see their own wrong and to fix it. Yeah. I think he wanted to, I mean, I think he has his own pride and I think he wanted yeah. to settle it between he, Huyang and him. And then I think also maybe seeing the consequence, he kind yeah. of realizes maybe it wasn't worth yeah, going about it that way, even though it wasn't him. Yeah. In class, Pilsong sees a group of people in suits walk by. Who are they? They're from the Board of Education, and it turns out that during this investigation, not only is Huyang being investigated, but Gite as well, and Junu, or I guess maybe not investigated, but like interrogated. That was the best. <laughs> that was the best word I could think of because I was just like, they're not being investigated. They're like Junu is not being investigated. I think he, it's mostly just like you're being interrogated basically is what they're making questioned. it feel like well they're making it feel like it's an interrogation but I guess yeah. question is a better word i just couldn't think of it <laughs> no we love interrogation tell me or take your fingernails <laughs> i have been watching brooklyn 99 so it's oh. been on the mind you are my fire <laughs> here we go again <laughs> desire okay Mr. O asks the Board of Education to please take into consideration that the people they've named are still students. <laughs> Go off, Hamilton. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Gite goes in and tells the truth about paying off the kids who tried to get Junu to transfer again. Soye is waiting for him outside of the office, and he tells her that he spoke the truth so that he wouldn't be ashamed in front of her. Soye tells him he did well. Mr. O speaks to Huyang before he gets questioned to let Huyang know that he's going to speak the truth. Mr. O believes this will help Huyang. Then Junu is called into the counseling office. He's asked if the information they have on Huyang is true, and he hesitates in answering. The gals are outside, and Chanyeol is talking about Huyang and how she didn't think he'd do that. Seems that Soye told them what she overheard during the conversation between Huyang and Gite at the beginning of the show. Subin wishes Soye had told her because she had no idea Junu was going through all that. Subin leaves the gals to find Junu and he takes her to the side of the school. Subin asks why he didn't tell her what he was going through. Junu knew she would feel this hurt. How could he tell her? Also, he didn't know you that well. Yeah. Subin wonders how he could go through all of that alone. Why didn't she try to know? And she starts to cry. They sit, and Junu explains that Huyang was Subin's childhood friend. And Junu is sure that she didn't want Huyang to be that type of person. She doesn't need to be sorry. Junu understands her. Subin asks him how he dealt with it all this time. Well, he tells her, because I have you. 
Subin then tells him that it'll pass. These hurtful moments too. Let's get through it well. And this is the part where I was like, I can't think of a word during Kweung's investigation, interrogation, question mark, questioning. <laughs> Kweung learns that Junu postponed giving his answer on whether he acknowledged what Kweung did to, oh, I assumed what he did to Jungwoo. But I guess just everything, I guess. They were very vague about some of the stuff in my episode. And I was like, what exactly they were, and are it, we talking about It wasn't about even here? clear where they heard about these things in the first yeah. place. I was assuming it was mostly the watch thing. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Because, like, Gite was asked about, like, what led up to Jungwoo's death, like paying off the kids. Yeah. And the whole, yeah, I think it was the whole, the whole shebang. Yeah. Except for the abuse, but whatever. That's right. Mr. O catches Junu after school and tells him to get in his car. I wrote that sentence and I was like, sounds like he's kidnapping him. (laughs) He does. Junu tells Mr. O that he realized that he hadn't forgiven Huyang. Deep in his heart, Junu really disliked Huyang. Mr. O tells Junu that he bore it well all this time. I don't know if it's that deep in your heart. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. But why did Junu postpone his answer? Junu says that's why he dislikes himself that much more. What his feelings are, it's someone he disliked that much. Junu can't forgive him even now. What it means that he couldn't tell them right away. He felt stupid, too. That whole conversation was super confusing. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? But Mr. O understood it. Yeah, it was weird how it manifested as self-hate somehow. Mr. O says it's because Junu is a good person. Even with his anger and resentment, the kind of person who hesitates because it could hurt someone. Junu just has to act in a way that he believes is right. Junu seems to be struggling with this thought at the art academy until he finally bows his head in frustration and, like, pulls out his hair. I thought he was just going to begin sobbing, but that is not what happened. Me too! That is not what happened. He was just very angry, I guess, with himself. Just having an internal crisis. Subin, on the other hand, confronts Huyang about why he did it. Huyang says there's nothing he can say to her. Subin reminds him that he was her closest friend since they were little. She can't believe he did something like that. Huyang says he's a bad person by nature. And I, he's, Huyang said that, and I was like, that's a fucking cop out. Like, take responsibility for the shit you've done. Uh, like, you are not a bad person by na- I don't know. He's just like, that's just how I am. Like, some, like, fucking emo boy from, like, a YA novel. Like, it's a cop out of just, I'm just bad to the bone, baby. Ugh. Yeah, I I guess I didn't take it that way. He is being really, really emo, but I think he's just... I, I guess I took it more as he's just in a real bad place. I don't know. Just... Mm, I don't know. I would have called him out on that if he was just like, I'm just a bad person by nature. And it's like, no, you're not, which is why you're admitting to all of this now. You just did some really fucked up shit that you need to own up to. Well, I guess that's like my point. Yeah, yeah. nobody's telling him he's not, really. Yeah. You know what, Subin says? What hurts me most right now is that while saying you're He's my closest so friend. Close. <laughs> oh, you can't roll your eyes at Rascal Flats. <laughs> Not in Texas. 
<laughs> I didn't know a thing about it until now. Till you turned out like this, that I left you alone. Huyang apologizes. Subin thinks she could have felt it a long time ago. She might not have been sure, but that he wouldn't be that kind of a person while hoping he wasn't. She could have been afraid to know the truth. That's what she regrets the most and what hurts her the most. Huyang says no. You were a good friend to me. That conversation also slightly confused me. I think I got the gist of what was happening, but like the words that were coming out of her mouth didn't quite click in my brain, but that's fine. At home, Subin and her mother come home at roughly the same time, and her mother asks if it's true about Huyang and Junu too. Subin thinks as her mother walks away, you know how, right? That Junu is not a bad person, that he's good. Subin goes to her mother's office and says that her grades have gotten better, and Subin has proven that she can do well on her own. So can't she trust Subin from now on? Her mother says that she trusts Subin, but it's such an important time right now. Also, even if Subin thinks she can do well on her own at her age, it's not like that. Which way she will go, Subin doesn't know herself. Subin asks her mother to trust her from now on, unconditionally, without any imagination or assumption. Nothing bad will happen to Subin. Never. Junu's grades went up a lot, and he worked really hard, too. He's looking for what he wants to do, and they made a lot of effort, and they'll keep doing it in the future. And Subin leaves with tears in her eyes. The next morning, Junu is leaving his house, and Subin is there. She holds his hand so that they can go. At school, Junu goes to give his answer to the Board of Education. He tells them that he won't be giving any more testimony. They should please investigate from what Huyang has said. After, Junu sees Subin in the hall. He starts to tell her something, but she holds his hands and tells him that he doesn't have to tell her anything. Whatever he decided, he's right. He did well. Yeah, this boy's been through enough trauma. Stop investigating him. <laughs> Huyang goes in to see Mr. O and hands him a withdrawal application. The scene. Mr. O asks Huyang if he wants to leave, but there is literally no life in Huyang anymore. Just the way he he just sits there, basically lifeless. <sighs> it made me so sad. Huyang says he wants to leave as soon as possible. Mr. O suggests that they give it some time and think about it. Huyang simply says he'll leave. Mr. O tells him this isn't a solution, but Huyang apologizes and leaves. Huyang stops Junu outside, saying that Junu should have told them everything. Why didn't he? Junu doesn't think he needs to explain that to Huyang and walks away. And Huyang calls after him that he's going to leave. And Huyang starts to walk away. They both just... It's, it's, yeah, the blocking of this scene was insane because yeah. they just kept playing tag the whole yeah. time. And Junu looks so angry and sad as he goes after Huyang. And Junu just punches him in the face. Also, Huyang just didn't care. I mean... <laughs> uh, he has practice. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was going to make a comment about how solidly he's built, but, you know, you had to go there. <laughs> I mean, the show didn't, so. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> then says, leave? With whose permission? Huyang asks, why? It looks bad? Because I'm running away when you forgave me? Junu asks, 
who forgave you? You think me not saying anything was forgiveness? When you didn't even admit your mistakes, what would I forgive? Huyang asks what he should do then. He's saying he's leaving while quitting everything. This is the best he can do. He's also so scared and afraid. What does he have to do? How can he? Junu asks Huyang if he... Junu asks Huyang if he's ever been genuinely sorry towards Junu even once. He never has, right? Only Huyang's pride is important to him. Huyang didn't receive forgiveness. Huyang is running away like a coward. As Junu walks away, Huyang calls after him with tears in his eyes to say, I'm sorry. Then he kneels down as he cries and says, I'm sorry, again. And Junu walks up to him and just watches. And that is the end of episode 15 wow it was a heavy end yeah yeah i was it was a good scene and i'm glad it finally happened i think my my disappointment was it either needed to happen earlier or there needed to be more after it i think it i liked the scene i just i guess i don't really like what happens next (laughs) yeah yeah, I think, like, if episode 16 had handled that scene, like, I was, I like, what I wanted episode 16 to do was pick up immediately on that scene. But then yes, it didn't, yes. and I was sad about it, because I was like, nothing else? <laughs> I, right, like, I, I guess I just, I can't help but feel that Jinu and Huyang's relationship has always been kind of set up as central to the show. Yeah. And, like, Huyang's arc, like, I think... Like, it's necessary for him to hit rock bottom. Yeah. And that's, like, and I, I'm glad, I'm not glad he did, but, like, I'm glad how that resolved. But I feel like we did it, I really wanted that upswing, and we never got it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of upset that Huyang, like, dropped out of school altogether. I kind of wanted, again, like, I wanted his parents to be investigated and them to find out, like, Huyang's dad was abusive and him get locked up or something. And then Huyang... I think it would have been good for him to transfer somewhere else because like I don't think because it can it can be cruel and unusual punishment to like force Huyang to stay in a place where people are talking shit about him and like teachers right, don't trust right. him the students don't trust him even if he did well on his own so it's like I was expecting something along those lines which didn't happen and I was upset yeah I, I wish it given us a little bit more positive view of his future yeah. like i know it's left a little ambiguous like I, I struggle because he definitely you know he he deserves in some sense what he got and he deserves punishment and to feel bad and all that but i guess i also feel like i wanted there to be some kind of positive to come out after because he is also a 17 year old kid and i just feel like we didn't really get that yeah i do agree oh i hate when we agree <laughs> But no, I mean, like, that was a really good scene, but, like, oh, yeah, I wish if Junu just, like, reached out, it would have broken me. It would have broken me. Yeah, I was waiting for, like, I don't know, Pat. I knew it was too much to ask for, like, a hug or something. But, like, yeah, yeah. We needed a hug in that moment, okay? Or, like, even, yeah, just Junu to say, like, like, okay. Or something, just acknowledge it. Like, I feel like that was what was needed there. Yeah. But no dice. Alas. Alas. (laughs) Episode 16. This goodbye isn't forever. (laughs) 
So I'm expecting a season two. Right? <laughs> That's what we're saying. Junu is sitting alone in the classroom. Mr. Oh has told him Huiyoung is leaving school today without telling anyone. We cut to Huiyoung meeting with Mr. Oh. Huiyoung thanks him for everything and also apologizes. I was rude and disrespectful to you and I only cared about myself, being the selfish guy I am. I apologize for everything. Huiyoung says through tears. He also apologizes for what he did to Junu. Mr. Oh tells him that he's gone through the worst part. Things will still be an ordeal going forward, but don't resent anyone. Just stay strong and live your life of your own accord. Huiyoung agrees that he will, and Mr. Oh admits that he's sad Huiyoung's leaving, telling him to stay in touch. Huiyoung says he will, and they smile at each other. Huiyoung bows, and we can see that there isn't a bandage on his arm anymore. <gasps> I didn't even notice! Yeah, oh. I was looking for it, which also, I'm like, how did it heal that quickly? But um, Yay! Yay. That's like this tiny bright spot, but it doesn't yeah. even highlight it. Uh, yay. Yeah, I didn't because I didn't even notice, but I thought the whole apology was so good. It was good. good. And Mr. O being like, just move on. Like, that was the best advice considering the situation. Yeah. <laughs> outside, Huyung runs into Jinu. They walk outside the school together where they run into Subin. She asks Huiyoung if he'll be okay. Huiyoung tells her to take care. Junu says a quick bye, and Huiyoung starts to leave, but I he know. turns back. <laughs> You're just like, you said oh. I was dropping out because I wanted to run away. So I thought hard about it, and I think this is the only thing I can do right now. Going to school with students who have been studying so hard and honestly makes me feel too guilty. I'll pay for all the bad things I did to you and repent for the rest of my life. Junu, thanks for forgiving me. And then he smiles and leaves. And I was like, if this is really the end of Huyang, I'm going to be so sad. And uh, it basically is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Ooh. I just like, oh, I wanted, I wanted someone to be like, you don't, you don't need to like pay for the, with the rest of your life for this. Like, I just wanted someone to acknowledge the mitigating circumstances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yes, you did a bad thing, but there, I've nothing is irredeemable. Yeah, like also it's like yeah, I hate how much they've turned him into like this villain in the end. When literally, if he wasn't at the top of his class, like if he wasn't like doing whatever he could, he was beaten at home, and then yes. and it was his parents who were manipulating his grades behind his back. Right, like he is a like, literal child. Like, sure, he's 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 almost an adult. So I get, yeah. I get. There's definitely there's an onus on him, but it's like, what what example did he have to not be this person? Like, and yeah. I feel like he talks about that to his parents, and I I wish someone else would recognize that. Of like, he he yeah. didn't want to become who his dad was, but that was just kind of the inevitable path for him. Yeah, <gasps> I agree. I just yeah, it's like you spent this whole show making me empath empathize with him. I know <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> And then you just, like, he just leaves like he was the villain the whole time. And it's like, no, he's not. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I agree. He's not the villain here. His father is, so. Yes. And, like, I, I was just waiting for the moment where Janu, even just a Huyang, is like, I saw the bruises, man. Like. Yes. I was waiting like, for that to come up, too. tell me about that. Yeah. And they could, and, like, I feel like that would be a great kind of. Tying with the show of Junu being like, 
you called me trash and you thought I wasn't from, you know, any worthwhile family, but actually my family's more worthwhile than yours in some ways, because look what they did to you. And I feel like that would be a great yeah. bonding moment for them. Yeah. These shows really hate to listen to us, you know, they just do <sighs> what they want. Yeah, And then, you know, they made OJ gay. And then what happened with that? <laughs> Absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah. You, you Just because we always tell people to be gay, so they kind of <laughs> half listen to us. <laughs> it's true. Good job, OJ. First one to listen to us. But who knows? Maybe in the future he's going to pull up into that gas station and he's going to see Hui Young again and they're going to hit it off and it's going to be great. And they'll live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to have like a filling a tank pun, but. You know, <laughs> We'll just keep it <laughs> BG. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. The audience can fill in the blanks there. We don't need to. Are you eating peanut butter crackers? <laughs> no. It's half the granola bar I like shoved down while I was fixing my Wi-Fi. Oh. Because <laughs> uh, it was like that moment I was like, I need a, a granola bar. And then my brain was like, but why? So I'm, like, tearing it up into really tiny pieces, so I eat it, like, a little bit at a time. That's because if I have to cut out you smacking food, you won't. I'm sure it's fine. I promise. Kelsey's a food smacker. Totally. Jinu and Subin have a cathartic bike ride together as they think about the good sides of Huyang, as if it matters since he's not in your lives anymore. <laughs> Junu is participating in an art competition, and Subin runs all the way there to wish him luck, even though she can't stay, since she has to go to her academy. Junu is competing in watercolor painting, and I've never imagined what an art competition would be like, so it's fascinating. Yeah. Meanwhile, Subin envisions her and Junu's future together as college kids, and it's, of course, very cute. I like how she imagines... Sorry, mom. Then <laughs> <laughs> you definitely could tell you're eating... <laughs> That's why I said, hold on. <laughs> I like how she imagines in this fantasy of hers that she's failed a class. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, of your fantasy of all fantasies about college, you just imagine that you're just gonna fail a class? Cool, 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 cool. I just thought that was funny. Sorry. It's very funny to me. <laughs> Huyang goes to a psychiatric hospital and his brother is there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speechless. Beyond words. <laughs> I, I can't believe it finally got answered. I'm glad it did. Like, oh my gosh. Like, of all the things to get wrapped up, this was not one I was expecting. Me either. Because I, like, had thought about that in episode 15. I was like... Are, like, when I finished it, I was like, are we going to find out about his brother? Right? And I like how the show was just like, hell yeah, you are. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Would you even, like, okay, I just feel like further twist that knife of, like, Hui Young's situation was so bad that his older brother is now apparently permanently mentally scarred, pretty much. And yeah, yeah. oh, it's totally his fault. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, like, and... When did he find out that his brother was in a mental hospital? Because you remember he was like, did, did he always know? 
I know. I was wondering that too. I think he might have always known. Damn. But I don't. It's all. But it's unclear if his parents knew he knew, or like if it was one of those things he discovered. Yeah, because I can't remember exactly what he said. Because yeah, I, I think, think he, he says something sarcastic to them, like, like "Oh, like, like young. he's in America, right?" And they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." Or I or did he say like I'll end up like young or like yeah something yeah something so I think he knew I think so but like damn like this boy had so much going on in his personal life for, yes <laughs> and no one gives him any grace for that yes and like no like and to make it even worse everyone in his life is now gone yeah. How sad is that? He's now completely alone. <laughs> <laughs> now I need a follow-up show just about Huyang. <laughs> like I, I just, really do. What is happening to you, sweet boy? <laughs> Ugh. Huyang sits with his brother, asking him how he's been and saying their parents couldn't come because they were busy, but they're doing well. He tells his brother all about dropping out of school and trying to figure out his life, but Huyang's brother never responds. Huyang tearfully looks around the room before admitting that his brother was always his idol growing up. His brother was perfect and was their parents' favorite. They always told him to try to be as good as his brother. But I'll stop trying to be as good as you. I'll try to be as good as I can be. I'll find out what to do on my own. Someone taught me that. Me. I'm assuming that was Junu because of the joke guys. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because at first I was like, oh, did Mr. O say that? And then it just, like, jumped, cut to Junu, and I went, ah, that answered yeah, that question. <laughs> We're going to give you the answer. <laughs> we, of course, then cut to Junu at the competition. Mm-hmm. Subin's mom picks her up after her class, and they go to lunch together. I think, honestly, I keep putting, like, lunch and dinner. I don't know what time they're having these meals, but you know what? Just roll with it. <laughs> That's true, but yeah, because everything seems to be open at all hours of the day. I never right. know when school ends. Right? It is a like, mess. <laughs> I have no idea what meal this is. Yeah. They're having it. <laughs> the only reason I knew it was lunch sometimes is when they ate it at school. That's it. Yes. But then sometimes they'll be like, oh, you know, yesterday. And I'm like, that was just yesterday. I feel like you went to like 17 different places. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How was that yesterday? <laughs> so much happens, yeah. So much happens in the Truly. show. It's just like, oh my god, okay. Subin's mom tells her she's going to try to trust Subin more, but she can't be entirely happy about Subin and Junu dating. But she apologizes for acting emotionally, which is something. <laughs> Subin seems to accept this and instead asks that her mom stop caring about her dad. Just live for herself. Don't care about what other people think. Don't worry about Subin because she's doing okay. So live as her own confident and independent career woman. This is very sweet and, of course, makes Subin's mom tear up a little bit. Round of applause. Hell yeah. She's like, you're not going to live as my mother. You were going to live as yourself. And it's like, hell yeah, man. Yes. So good. Yeah. It's like you are this cool, confident, you know, well-educated boss lady. That is who you're going to be. Here yeah, for that. which honestly, like, that's, Subin's way too nice to her mom. I'm just gonna, I'm taking that to my grave. I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> Subin is God. a saint of a child who have been born from that person. Yes. Yeah. Like, good God. Yeah. After the competition, Junu looks for Subin but can't find her, so he calls his mom. He thinks he did well, but he's not sure since the other kids were so good. 
His mom then lies about where she is, and Janu asks if he should visit her today. This takes her very off guard, and she tells him to just go home and rest. Janu hangs up, but thinks back on his mom's strange behavior lately and decides to go to visit anyway and surprise her. Janu sneaks up to his mom's restaurant, but is surprised to find the restaurant closed. He heads home and calls his mom on the bus. She tells him she just closed the restaurant and is finishing up for the night, and of course Junu knows she's lying now. He continues to bait her with questions about the restaurant, and she continues to lie, but Junu doesn't say anything. He heads home and tries to call his aunt, who also worked at the restaurant, but her phone doesn't work. He calls his other aunt. Also, side note, I'm not sure if, like, they're his actual aunts or, like, just, like, close people to his family. Yeah. So he's calling him aunt, but I'm just saying they're his aunts. Because that's what the show says, so. Yeah. That's what we're going with. That's what we're going with. Because we don't really know the culture. No. (laughs) He calls his other aunt and asks if something happened with the restaurant. We don't hear what his aunt says, but we can tell from Junu's face it's not good news. Later that night, Junu asks Subin if he can call her. She immediately calls him, and it takes him a moment to answer. She asks if his visit with his mom was good. Lying is genetic, so Junu says yes, but Subin calls him on it. You sound worried about something. What is it? But Junu refuses to give away his emotions and instead cries silently while Subin sings him a lullaby. This made me so angry, but also so sad. Yeah. It's like, Junu, why don't you take your own fucking advice and confide in somebody about what's troubling you? Right, it's like really rich that like you're you're sad about someone lying to you, so you lie about it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was upset when he was like, "I'm fine," and it's like, what have we learned? We've been nothing. Sixteen episodes now. <laughs> We've learned nothing. <laughs> the next day, Junu trails his mom and sees her get into a van. I was like, "Get into a van with a bunch of men she doesn't know," and then to race it. So I was like, it "Sounds very different." Like. <laughs> It may sound like she's prostituting herself. She's not. <laughs> he waits for her when she returns to the restaurant late that night. He calls her from outside the restaurant, and when she still lies about the restaurant being busy, he finally calls her on it and walks inside. His mom turns around, looking very uncomfortable to see him there. They sit together awkwardly for a moment before Junu asks for the truth. His mom tells him not to worry about anything. She'll take care of it. Junu argues he's not a kid anymore. If there's a problem, they should discuss it. Like, choice words coming from you. Yeah, it's real rich coming from you. (laughs) It's just you and me and our family. Why are you trying to carry the weight of the world alone? His mom tells him not to feel guilty. She hid it from him for a good reason, but he did nothing wrong. She finally tells the truth. Junu's aunt took the money that was supposed to be for remodeling and ran, and now Junu's mom can't reach her. His mom decided working part-time was a better option than opening the restaurant again, but she's going to take care of everything and reopen the restaurant, so don't worry. Junu still isn't satisfied, but his mom apologizes and starts to cry. Later that night, Junu is back at his apartment trying to study, but he gets distracted. He starts itemizing his expenses and seems frustrated with the result. You would save so much electricity if you just turned off the lights at night. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good point. I didn't even think about that. I like how that is never resolved either. It's like Junu will forever sleep with the lights on at night. Subin, get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait, if he has someone, it'll be fine. No, because remember he went 
on that the school trip, he went and oh, flicked on the lights. Well, it has to be someone he likes. Okay. <laughs> Just to the ghost of his best friend. <laughs> <gasps> no. Just an urn with his ashes. <laughs> I thought about that too. <laughs> Gross. Just stuff him in that little person <laughs> that Juno likes to keep around. That almost got me. <laughs> that was like one of the grossest things. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> we see that Huyang is working as a gas station attendant now, and he looks kind of sad. That's it. That's the that's scene. It. That's, that's the last we see of it. Yep, that's the last we see of Huyang. That's it. Goodbye. Maybe he uh, joins up with the BTS cinematic universe and <gasps> runs into six misfits. Ooh, hell yeah, man. Actually, it doesn't, yeah, I was about to say, it doesn't end well for um, any of them. So maybe, maybe like, we don't, I don't let feel that happen. Like we don't talk enough about how many times we had to look at Jungkook jump off a building and how weird that was. You're right. Yeah, that was. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why was that okay? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Jungkook jumped off a building. Uh, Yoongi uh, died in a fire. Oh, Taeyang killed his dad and then went yeah. to prison for it. Um, Honestly, like, I do not recommend that BTS comic. I don't either. It, does, it, was, it doesn't really end in any sort of way, so it's not it's worth like, the read. Yeah, they just keep dying over and over again in the end. Yeah. Sorry and then to Jin, spoil. And then Jin is just like, I just have to keep trying. And it's like... Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Okay. Ugh, yeah. And then... Oh. Does Hobie dies falling down the stairs? And then... Oh, yeah. I guess Jimin just stays in the hospital. Yeah. That's it. Spoilers. <laughs> oh. It just keeps happening. Oh, and Namjoon goes to... Does he Prison? go to jail? Because he tried... He beat up that... Yeah. Asshole. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's it. it. That's, that's what happens to everybody. You know, I think of that... I think I think of that was written and like all of BTS were like, hell yeah, write that about us. And I'm like, I no longer feel so bad about like actual fan fiction writers just like <laughs> writing because many of them at least are not writing about the members dying. Right? Well, it was clearly someone good, like watched God. the I Need You music video and was like, what if we expanded on this? And then never really answered the question. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> they answer just the shit. Question. Yeah. It's just, let's bring you more questions and not answer a single thing. It's like, okay. Which also, Sorry. I feel the need to explain if you don't know the I Need You music video, Namjoon works at a gas station at the beginning. That's the connection. <laughs> I didn't ever explain the through line here. I, uh, yeah. So, it, mm, yeah. It, mm, mm. Don't recommend that. Nope. Webtoon. It's not worth it. Nope. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jinu and Subin walk to school together and do some mushy end of the show reminiscing, talking about their fateful meeting in the rain. Subin asks what Jinu is doing over summer vacation. Jinu isn't sure. He mm, liar. 
At school, everyone is super hyped for summer break. Mr. O also gets emo reminiscing about his time as a homeroom teacher, congratulating, which I spelled this congratulating, <laughs> himself on a job well done and honestly deserved. Yes. <laughs> we love a man who sees his worth. Sorry. Continue. No, I mean, it needed to be said. <laughs> Chanyol invites the gang to a party after school to celebrate. Romy invites Peelsong along, so he's now a part of the gang, too. Yee! Yee! Mr. O is heading out of school when Jimin comes running up, crying, and hugs him. Mr. O is, like, not in front of the kids, babe, and <laughs> thinks that Jimin is upset from failing another interview, but they're actually tears of joy. She got a job! Yay! Also, her hair is different. She looked great. She looked fantastic. Ugh. Jimin. Yeah. The gang goes bowling. Oh, speaking of bowling. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shanyo <laughs> and I are just on the same wavelength, man. You you are, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you both love Mr. O. Yeah. The end. <laughs> we both have short hair. The end. The end. Peelsong is, of course, a baller and a bowler, which impresses Romy. She says she'll go to the movies with him, but only if everyone else goes, too. Pilsan begs everyone to let him have this, and they all agree. <laughs> Mr. O and Jimin go out for a nice dinner to celebrate. Jimin brings out a bunch of gifts to thank Mr. O for waiting for her and once again deserved. She also formally asks him out, which is cute. It's so cute. Uh... Also, it looks like she put a bow on herself. I, it did, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Way to go, Jimin. You get that. Unwrap mm. that. He deserves it. You were a little dramatic, but we forgive you. <laughs> but your hair looks great. Yeah. Jinu reveals to OJ that he's considering going to live with his mom. He wants to be there to help her. He's been feeling like he's all alone in the world, but perhaps his mom is lonelier than anyone else at the moment. He has Subin, OJ, and Mr. O now. OJ wonders if Jinu is hesitating because of Subin. We don't hear Jinu's answer, but we can assume it's a yes. Yeah. Also, I like how he's like, I have Subin. You. Right. <laughs> and Miss Rowe. <laughs> like, OJ really just, he gets the short end of every stick. <laughs> it's not supposed to be sexual. <laughs> it wasn't? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, the poor guy, the way that whole thing wraps up is just, we are going... Just don't involve me. That it's that's the end. I know, <laughs> end but I mean, line. he also got that sick burning though. Where's like, <laughs> it's my it's like it's my business is has nothing to do with you. And Huyang's just like, okay, right? <laughs> well, no, and like good for him. But I guess yeah. it also just felt like it was like OJ's storyline was kind of played for an emotional punch and then just never really yeah. resolved. Yeah, yeah. Although I guess he has like. He has his friends in Dahin. Yeah. New bestie Dahin. Ah, look, he already found a replacement for when Junu leaves. <laughs> right? She's already better. Like, Junu, um, great person, shit friend. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. Ugh. But it's just like, why tease OJ and Huyang and then, bah. Do nothing. Yeah, do nothing with it. How dare they? Junu calls Subin's mom of all people. They meet together, and Junu tells her about his plan to go to art school. Subin's mom tells him that if he wants her permission to date Subin, he's not going to get it. 
Jinu tells her it's not about that, but he has a favor to ask. Please allow me to hang out with Subin for just one day. He's so dramatic. <laughs> Subin's mom wonders why he doesn't just hang out with her without asking. Junu wants her permission so Subin won't feel bad. He reveals that he plans to move back with his mom to be by her side so he won't be able to see Subin for a while. Subin's mom wonders if something happened, and honestly, she is not nearly panicked enough for my taste. Your girlfriend yeah. is in trouble. Go help her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was ready for Subin's mom to like swoop in and go, I have the money. Nope, right? that didn't happen. Be like, Subin, we're also moving out there. I'm like, I'm going to take over this restaurant with Junu's mom. Yeah. But nope. Whatever. No it's not dice. that kind of show. It's fine. <laughs> no matter how much we wish it was. Junu, it's... Isn't that... Junu. He's French now. Junu. Junu. Junu admits his mom is in a bit of a situation, but he wants to tell Subin himself, so please don't tell her. Subin's mom agrees. She then thanks him for comforting Subin back then and apologizes for act- for reacting so emotionally. Junu smiles and tells her not to worry. Subin calls Junu while he's at the art academy. She's worried because she already doesn't get to see him much, and now that summer vacation is coming up, they won't see each other at school anymore. It's a bit tiring, isn't it? She asks him. Let's just hang in there until the day my mom approves of our relationship and we can meet freely. Actually, should we just meet now? Junu laughs and tells her no and to hang in there. At home, Subin's mom suggests that since Subin is on vacation, she should meet up with Junu once. Subin is taken off guard and her mom kind of begrudgingly says she's fine with it. Subin is excited. Junu's art teacher gives him the info of another teacher who lives closer to the area Junu is moving to. He hopes Junu got a prize at the competition, but Junu isn't hopeful. All the other kids were too good. Subin texts him about their one-day, all-day date, and while she's overjoyed, Junu acts a little sad. Subin picks up on this. Mr. O swings by the art academy to take Junu to dinner. He asks Junu why he's quitting the academy. Junu tells Mr. O about transferring to be closer to his mom. My mom's in a bit of a situation, and I think I should stay with her and help her as much as I can. Which one thing I do really love is how he tells people about the situation without getting into the specifics. Like, he doesn't air his mom's dirty laundry. Like, oh, she's having financial troubles. But he is like, I'm going to help her. Yeah. No big deal. It's very sweet and respectful. Yeah. Mr. O thinks for a moment before telling Junu he doesn't want to hurt his feelings. Will you let me help you? Junu just says he appreciates Mr. O's concern, so basically, no. Mr. O argues that everything is finally settled for Junu. He's found what he wants to do and is going to a good academy. That's why I'm going, Junu responds. I know I can do well wherever I am now. Mr. O thinks back to the very beginning when he yelled at Junu for trying to run away from his problems at school, but how he came back in the end. He finally speaks. All right, Junu, go to your mom and be with her. I think you can do that now. And he just looks so proud of our boy, I could cry. <laughs> I for a second thought he, uh, Mr. O was going to yell at him again and be like, you're running away from your problems again. And I was right? going to be like, okay. <laughs> but that's not what happened. Mr. O is proud. Yeah. Gotta wrap it up eventually. <laughs> Subin and Junu prepare for the final date time. Do 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 do. Thought you were gonna join me. <laughs> Didn't know you'd look so disappointed. That was fun. <laughs> you gotta warn me when these things are happening. I'm so sorry. I'll take a bigger breath next time. 
<laughs> Subin's definitely picking up on the weird vibes and looks a little sad when her mom comes in. Her mom picks up on this, but Subin smiles and says she's fine. Her mom tells her she's thought about it a lot. Thank you so much for giving me courage. I'll try to do what you said, okay? They both hug tearfully, and I guess it's progress. I'm glad her mom is changing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess her went up. But it's not entirely fast enough for my liking. <clears throat> oh, same. Yeah. Like, I seriously think Subin is more mature than her mom. The and tea is that never gets addressed. Sculpting. <laughs> <laughs> Jinu and Subin finally have their movie date, complete with some accidental popcorn hand-holding and absolutely zero malicious rumor texts from Huyang. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Yeah. Romy is good on her word, and the gang also goes to the movies! Pilsung looks chic and even brought her flowers. It's so precious. It is. While they're watching the movie, Romy asks Pilsung if he wants to go out with her. Peelsong at first is in shock, but then jumps up in excitement, much to the dismay of the rest of the theater goers. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, I I was still like, I don't, Romy, mm, I just, I, I don't know if you deserve him. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. guess she's becomes a slightly better person since all of her dirty laundry also got aired out you know yeah for sure so. i mean the boy wants what he wants just let him have it i guess <laughs> the heart wants what it wants mm-hmm. Janu and subin do that thing where they stare up at the sky together Janu gets serious and tells subin he has something to say to her subin says she knows she's been getting a weird feeling so she called his mom she told subin that Janu keeps trying to go to her no matter how much she refuses and honestly i feel like this is a weird move I agree. Thank you. Like, definitely should have just confronted Junu himself. Yeah. But, I mean, she's a teenager, so I don't want to harp too much. But I just feel like he kind of should, like, I would be mad if someone's like, oh, yeah, 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 no, it's fine. I called your mom about it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, I thought, I also thought that was a weird move. And I also was just thinking, like, if somebody, like, called my mom and was like, what's wrong with Kelsey? She'd be like, something's wrong with Kelsey? No. <laughs> You'd be like, good luck, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Love to see you answer that question. <laughs> That's so funny. Junu apologizes for not telling her sooner, and Subin asks what he thinks she said to his mom. We flash back to Subin on the phone. She asks Junu's mom if there's anything wrong with him. His mom reveals the truth about Junu insisting on coming to live with her. Subin starts crying, but says that Junu probably already thought about it a lot and did what was best for him. She'll keep staying in touch, though, so don't worry. Back in the present, Junu and Subin both start crying, as Subin tells him it must have been so tough for him. Then she admits that although she said she was fine on the phone, she still feels she breaks off crying and Junu embraces her. Honestly, you're the one who worries me the most, too, Junu confesses. But even if I go visit my mom, it's not like things are over between us. We can each stay in our own positions and wait a little longer. Zubin dries her tears and says, Okay, from now on, let's never wear sad or depressed faces. And she makes Junu swear on it. (laughs) Then they do some pat-pats and tell each other they're kind. Junu gets a text then saying he won second place in the art competition. 
And they're both crying from happiness. And Subin says she's so proud of him and it's cute. Yeah, but like that promise to ne- like not wear depressed faces lasts I you'd all but that. two seconds. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, let's promise before we cry again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never do this again, okay? <laughs> Swear this is the last time. We gotta stop. <laughs> Junu and Subin head back to her house, but Subin keeps delaying going inside. Before she leaves, Junu asks her for a favor. When I leave, I don't think you should come. Subin asks why... (laughs) I didn't do nothing! I saw your mouth twitching. I didn't do nothing. Why'd you turn into like a street urchin? I didn't do anything! (laughs) I know, but I was like waiting to see if you were... Oh, I really like this. <laughs> My mouth did twitch, though, so. <laughs> Before she leaves, Junu asks her for a favor. When I leave, I don't think you should come by. Subin asks, why not? Who? Jubin said. Jubin? Jubin! Just combine their names. <laughs> it's their ship name! <laughs> Jubin? Or Su 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 Wu. <laughs> Su Wu. Su Wu. Oh my god. Why did we think of this in the last few minutes of the last episode? I wouldn't be calling them Su Wu the whole time. Okay, so the beginning, like, probably three to four, like, episodes of the next show we do, we'll be talking about this show, so it's okay. Uh-huh. You'll okay, have plenty yeah, we'll refer Suwu. to Suwu. <laughs> you know, well, Suwu always did this. <laughs> this is so Suwu. <laughs> okay. This is serious. <laughs> Subu's waking up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Junu says he doesn't want her to see him leaving, and Subin gives a reluctant nod as Junu promises to come back to see her, and he'll be even more handsome when he returns. And they cry some more. This is like the fourth time in as many minutes, and Subin leaves with a little bye. Sad. <laughs> I, just put, I just put sad. <laughs> just that's my emotion. <laughs> I'm laughing but crying on the inside. <laughs> just sad. <laughs> Very professional note taking. That's <laughs> what the people come here for. Ooh. It's moving day for Janu, and Subin keeps her promise by staying back at her house. This seems to make her mom worry a bit, and Subin secretly cries to herself in her room. Janu looks out from his rooftop and reminisces on all the good times he's had there, including giving, Su- including giving Subin a little smoochy smooch. And then he's off. I was like, is he riding his bike all the way to his new house? But he's not. <laughs> yeah. Instead, we see his bike parked outside of Subin's apartment. Subin sees two and is like, Bombi, what are you doing here? There's a note inside with a password for the lock saying that Subin now gets full custody of Bombi. It also includes a number of watercolor scenes of Junu and Subin meeting throughout the show. Subin cries, saying no, and runs off. 
She climbs up the stairs to Junu's apartment and is distraught to see that he's not there. She goes to the bus station, yelling for Junu and checking each bush. <laughs> bush. <laughs> Love bushes. <laughs> Are you on this bush? <laughs> Here's my first love. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) She goes to the bus station, yelling for Junu and checking each bus. (laughs) (laughs) That was a complete breakdown. Okay. Ooh, two sentences it. from the end. <laughs> we <got this>. <laughs> <sighs> she goes to the bus station, yelling for Junu and checking each bus for him. Junu hears but doesn't say anything, crying to himself. But then the bus pulls away and Junu is still there. Subin runs into his arms and they embrace as that song plays. You know the one. Yes. Junu thinks, even though we're facing this moment of farewell now, this goodbye isn't forever because all the moments we shared are still shining so radiantly and the dazzling moments I experienced when I was 18 were truly beautiful. End of at 18. I did not expect this bittersweet ending. Yeah. And I liked it. I did too. So. I liked everything. Except for Huyang's ending, but we ranted enough about that. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, yeah, I think overall it's one of the best endings, I think. I loved all the side characters. I mean, yeah, the Huyang thing, I ranted about a lot, and I think, unfortunately, honestly, I'm, like, quite upset about it. I'm sorry, I am. (laughs) (laughs) So it definitely knocked off quite a few points for me, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the journey is great, but the destination is non-existent. <laughs> yeah, at least for Huyang, yeah. Mm, yeah. Just, mm, I, <laughs> The abuse thing. How do, how do, well, yeah. Why was it just completely forgotten? <laughs> yeah, that that's one that they shouldn't have dropped. Because, yeah, they made it such a big thing in the beginning. And then just non-existent now? Yeah, and it okay. kind of makes Junu almost seem, seem like a jerk or an idiot that he, like, sees those bruises. We see him thinking about it, and then he's just like, oh, well. Right. I hate that guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, cool. Nobody's going to do nothing about this? Nobody's going to tell Mr. O? No? Right? Okay, cool. <sighs> but yeah. Yeah. Instead, Mr. O had to have this blow up with Jimin for no fucking reason. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a random conflict yeah. in hindsight. Like, that could have been filled with Hui Yang. True. Yeah, it's like, ugh, I'm glad that Mr. O's getting some. He deserves yeah. it. But his relationship with the... I was going to say his relationship with the kids is what I really care about, but this is weird in that context. But you know what I mean. You <laughs> yes. know what I mean. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But overall... Okay. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Would you care to give a, a rating? A rating. Let's see. I would say I'm bouncing between like a B plus and A minus. Like an 89.5. I literally, I said 88 to 90. Like that's what I said. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we're the same. Mm, it just annoyed because I, I like I feel like up until 
the fumbling of the Huyang storyline. I swear, I was at like, I was like well in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I adored this show. Oh. There was a hair floating through the air and it scared me. I was kind of <laughs> Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Probably like while I'm watching it, like those middle episodes were some of the most fun I think we've watched so far. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, ugh, so close. I mean, it's still very, very good. Still yes. very good. Yes. I would still recommend it to a friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just, like, it's so easy to kind of, like, headcanon. Oh, yeah, yeah. A better ending. So it's kind of like, okay, I just, I just imagine there were a few extra conversations and the results were still about the same, except for, like, maybe, you know, Huyang and Subin and Junu hang out sometimes. Or at least Huyang and Subin. Yeah. Maybe. maybe mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Huyang and Gite? Huyang and somebody. Huyang has Huyang to have and a friend. Gite, definitely. Because it looked like Gite was still, you know. Yeah. Had some love for him. So he was hoping Huyang would call. So. And I think Song Hoon might be a friend of Huyang's, which is super weird. So. <laughs> right? Uh, so. Yeah. Frenemy? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fun times. Superlatives? Superlatives. Yeah. All right. All right. You want to start us off since you have so many. You really brought your A game. Six, and they're really not that good. Oh, I'm just impressed I'm not doing this, like, off the cuff. Like, I remember (laughs) to do this beforehand. I bet it's going to be a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I'm going to do the really stupid ones first. Okay, Perfect. ready? Mm-hmm. The character I hated in the beginning, but loved in the end, goes to... Huyang? Nope. Oh. <laughs> hated in the beginning, but loved in the end? Just personally. <laughs> oh, well, hold on, hold on. No, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. There's <laughs> nothing they... Exactly the... Oh, Pizong! <laughs> no, no! Oh! <laughs> Subin! I thought she was so annoying in the beginning. That's so funny. I don't remember you hating her in the beginning. I thought she... I didn't hate her, but I found her very annoying at times. I can see that. To the point where it made me not like her a whole lot. And I was like, oh my god, I have to sit through a whole show where she's a love interest. But then as we went along, I think she really grew into a very nice gal. And I like her a lot now. I understand that. For Yo. sure. Alright, alright. Most likely to become roommates. <laughs> oh, oh. Um <laughs> like in the way that they were they were roommates. Oh, they were roommates. Ooh, uh, is it OJ Huyang? Oh, I mean <laughs> they're the most wanted. I don't know if they're the most likely. <laughs> uh Huyang and Gite? <laughs> Maybe not. Junu and OJ. I'm so confused. No, who do we always talk about being roommates and being in a relationship? Huyang and Junu? Think older. What? Oh! <laughs> um, the moms. The moms. <laughs> we shipped so many people in this <laughs> show, Lisa. <laughs> just make, you just exposed how many people we shipped. That wasn't even all of them. <laughs> oh, not even close. <laughs> oh. oh, but yeah, the moms. Mm, that was a good one. 
That was a good one. Thank you. Ah, okay. So, a person I wish was my friend in high school. Jinu? No. Your friend. OJ? Mm-mm. But I wouldn't mind. The Peel song? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of the students? Yes. Oh, Chanyo. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Most likely to call me trash and honestly deserved. Huyang? No, he is trash, but who was the original one to call out trash? Junior? Yeah. Because <laughs> I just remember from that beginning when Huyang was like, you're trash, and Junior was like, I'm going to eat you alive with my burn. <laughs> okay. Um, yours are much better than mine. Um, no. Yes. I'm enjoying yours. Um, sweet babe who deserves an award just because. Junior? No. I don't think I have one for Junu. Oh, yes, I do. But it's not that one. Sweet Babe? Yeah. Who's a Sweet Babe? Is it Huyang? Nope. Who's a Sweet Babe? Is it Mr. O? Nope. Who's <laughs> me, sweeties? OJ? Yeah! I don't know why I said his name like that. <laughs> yeah, OJ just yeah, deserves an award just he because. Does. He does. Except for, remember, at the beginning, he was all like, in Junie's face, like, oh, I like to play basketball. And like, oh, come here. And then at the end, I feel like he was all shy. <laughs> yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> like, his character did a 180. I feel, what if it was, like, more of a thing where it's like, oh, if Huyang sees me interact with Junu in this way, will he get jealous? Oh, like but wasn't that before he, like, bumped into Huyang and was like, whoa, I love you? I think he had, I always thought he had a crush on him before that. You see, yeah, I was never clear on which way it was. I feel like yeah. that was the moment he fell in love with Huyang, or that was just the moment we saw him show his emotions for Huyang. Yeah, I'm not sure. I was leaning more towards the second one. And we'll never know. Nope. <laughs> Most likely to not get a superlative from Kelsey, so I'm throwing her a bone, even though she doesn't really deserve it. Romy? No, but yeah, that's right. You might have given her a superlative, so we'll see if I'm wrong. She just save this for the end. Is it Subin's handler? <laughs> ah! No, someone you specifically said, I'm going to punish her by not giving you a superlative or giving you a bad superlative. Subin's mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, she didn't have a superlative. <laughs> yeah, because you specifically were like, I'm going to come after her in the superlatives. <laughs> nope, didn't give her one. Well, there you go. I threw her a bone. <laughs> Doesn't deserve it. Oh my goodness. Um literally the best character to have possibly ever been written. <laughs> like best how? Just overall? Yes. Oh, we young? No. Oh my god. Mr. O? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just well, the that... best boy. Okay, okay, okay. Got gotcha. you. <laughs> I guess not, like, the best, like, like complicated... Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bad at guessing your face. <laughs> Most likely to die in a bookstore firefight. <laughs> what? You have to think about beyond this show. 
the only other show I could think of where there was Mr. O? <laughs> no. Jimin? No. Oh, I'm so confused. S- Subin's dad. Rest in peace, the goon. Oh my god. <laughs> throwback. Big throwback. I don't know why I just... But where was he, I the could... goon again? In the king? <gasps> I thought that! I was literally thinking, I was like, why do I feel like she's referencing the king? Because I think that's yeah. the only place. Oh! Yeah, I don't know why that scene sticks in my head of that guy getting gunned down in the the bookstore and how it never came. Mm, Okay, we're not going to revisit that like months later. Uh, Second only to Zuko, question mark? Okay, this, wait. In what way? In like how they wear a bald hairstyle? No. In their scars? No. In their redemption arcs? But then it got. But maybe this, also there's. Well, no. Yeah. Is it Hui Young? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> finally, it's Hui Young. I'm like, I've guessed Hui Young. I think on everyone. But then, but then I was like, ha, this would be funny. Then, but then I took it very seriously. I was like, well, is he? I don't know if he is. Like, mm, could, mm, could anybody ever be second to Suko? Yeah, yeah that, I had that whole like mental thing. But I was like, I, mm, maybe. I don't know. We um, can take it to a degree of seriousness. You know. Yeah. We won't. Uh, to each their own. Yes. <laughs> All right, this is my last one. Okay. Most likely to be sponsored by BBQ Chicken. See, yours are so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> OJ? Uh-uh. OJ's dad. Could. No. Dang. Huyang? Yes, because of his breast and thighs. <laughs> I literally thought it was because he was staring at the chickens in the wall. I was like, I'm hungry. He on so many lo- That is so funny. All right, this is my last one. All right. Person who needs to take their own advice about confiding in people instead of reprimanding their mother. Junu? Yeah. Snaps for that one. <laughs> You're a very good boy, but you still have some room to grow, and that's okay. Yeah. You're 17. Yeah. Well, isn't he technically 18? Um, <laughs> in uh, Korea, in our world, he's 17. The way he's a stuttered, um, um. <laughs> I'm about to speak on someone else's culture, um. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Very scared. He's a young boy. <laughs> yes. A distinguished young gentleman. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, now's the sad times. <laughs> we cut that out. <laughs> Just moans loudly. Yeah, that's, that's gonna stay. Oh, okay. oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, it's I guess the it's sad a- times where we got to end. It is. And I end guess it's show. up to me to end yeah. it. Ah, Mary, I'm going to miss this one. This one's this is one for the history books. <laughs> <laughs> the history books. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Texanisms, we don't have history books. We have history books. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> 
Uh-huh. Blessing people's hearts and going down bless- yonder. <laughs> Sue Ben's mom, bless your heart. Bless her heart, honestly. Bless her heart. <laughs> she's, she's something, you know? <laughs> she don't allow anyone to pit her around here. <laughs> Someone pissed in her sweet tea. <laughs> Oh my god. I don't even know if that's something people say. <laughs> that's amazing. It should be. <laughs> oh, it'd be like, she's mattered in a way. Well, thank you so much for listening, for joining us on this journey at 18. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. Sucky. Sucky. Hecky hecky. Hecky hecky. Oh, that should have been one. Oh, a superlative just for me, just for you, Kelsey's Kelsey's superlative. Uh, most inappropriate, inappropriate response for someone's Pops. emotional turmoil. Eggy eggy. Kelsey, the doctor said he'll live. Eggy eggy. <laughs> Kelsey was literally contemplating suicide. Ah, eggy, eggy. <laughs> oh, well, if you'd like to join in this discussion, not this one specifically, but it could be any of them. <laughs> join us on the Discord. The link is in the bio of our podcast and also in our Twitter bio, which follow us on Twitter at Dramatized Pod. Switched it up this time. Nice. And join us next time when we'll be starting a whole new drama startup. Woo-hoo. The first two episodes. Very excited. And until then, don't get traumatized. By the dramatized.